It's time now for the complete story of public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story. Well, you know, folks, this this past week or this past month or well, this whole past year or more, why everything is an important issue. But I want to start the program off. And by the way, Rich, thank you for being with us in the studio today. Glad to be here. <laughs> I want to start off talking a little bit about what Bot Radio Network is and what we are not. And when we started, now coming up on, is it coming up on 60 years pretty soon, Rich? Yes, in 2022, Um, we'll celebrate our 60th year. When we started out, it wasn't simply to be a talk station. It was to feed and inspire and teach the people the Word of God through preaching and Bible teaching and then have Christian news and information. And that's what we have when we have Tony Perkins and all of the other Christian information from a Christian perspective. And that's what's most important, however, is God's Word and knowing it and getting deeper into it. So the preaching programs and the Bible teaching programs are what we want to continue to feature and be known for. That's the foundation. let's, Let's start out with this song, First and foremost, whisper a prayer in the morning, whisper a prayer at noon, whisper a prayer in the evening to keep your heart in tune. Rich, you could tell those are children, couldn't you? Right. I love the message, so keep your heart in tune. And you know, I chose that song with the children because we're going to be talking about children a little later in the program. But folks, let's turn now to a message by Billy Graham some time ago. And he nailed it then, and it sure is right now. What we have in America is not a Democrat or Republican problem. We don't have a political problem. We don't have an economic problem. We have a spiritual problem. If we get our heart right and we really focus on that, we will have a better way of working things out. Now listen to this. This was preached some years ago. And see if you don't think it's right on track right today. Here it is. The 10th chapter of 2 Corinthians, beginning with the third verse. 
for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. In other words, we are engaged in a warfare. If you're a Christian, you are engaged in a warfare. Not a basketball court, not a playground, not a football stadium, but you're engaged in a battlefield. For the weapons of our warfare are not fleshly, they're not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. The Apostle Paul said, I'm going to use some weapons that will be new to you, but they're going to pull down the devil's strongholds. And these are spiritual weapons, the Word of God and prayer and the power of the Holy Spirit. Then he said, we're casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. A person who is living in the Spirit, every thought that he has should be in obedience to the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now thoughts are powerful to harm us and powerful to help us. The Bible says, as a person thinketh, so is it. How do you think? What goes through your mind? What do you think about when you're alone? Someone has said plain living and high thinking are no more. One of the most important things in our lives is who's going to control our minds? Proverbs 16:32 says, he that ruleth his mind is greater than he that taketh a city. Means to rule the thought of your mind. You spend a great deal of time alone, many of you do. So your mind is your only companion. What do you think about? What do you talk to your mind about? That's your only companion, is your mind, for many of you. Isaiah the prophet said, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Do you keep your mind on Christ? And if you get your mind off Christ and you get it on some things you shouldn't be thinking about, do you pray, Lord, forgive me and help me to get my mind back on Christ? I do many times. Now, the Bible says, first of all, that the mind, your mind, is at enmity against God. Your mind does not want to do anything about God to start with. In Romans 8, 7, it says, The carnal mind or the fleshly mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. The apostle Paul wrote to the Colossians in the first chapter and said that until they had come to the world, come to Christ, they were alienated and enemies in their mind enemies of God, alienated from God, separated from God in your mind. And your mind was a part of that decision. Such a mind will not obey the law of God. It, commit, it submits to sin. It minds the things of the flesh. The Bible warns against having that kind of carnal, fleshly mind, that mind that is dominated by the devil or by selfishness. And then the mind is not only enmity against God, but it's also a blinded mind. 2 Corinthians 4, 3 says, In whom the God of this world, that's the devil, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. He has power. He has supernatural power to blind your mind. And you let him. You have to let him. And if you let him, he can blind your minds. 
I cannot account for the apparent veil that hangs over the hearts of some people. Many people very close to the kingdom of God. Many people surrounded by a believing family. I know a young man right now surrounded by a believing family, reared in the church, reared for God. He heard the blessing said at the table at every meal. And today he's way out in left field on drugs, sex, all the rest of it. Blinded by the God of this world. They're led captive to the will of Satan. And many people tell me, I don't understand. I've heard this all my life. I've tried to believe, but I cannot. They're blinded. And the only person that can open your eyes to the truth is the Holy Spirit. And you must ask Him to come and open your eyes supernaturally, which He will do tonight before you leave here, if you will allow Him. Yes, your mind is at enmity with God. Your mind is blinded. But then there's the doubtful mind the Bible talks about. In Luke 12, Jesus said, Neither be ye of doubtful mind. The Bible warns against the double-minded person. James says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And this carries with it the idea of a person who wishes to secure both worlds. You want one foot in heaven and one foot in the pleasures of this life. And you cannot. You've got to go one way or the other. So there are many of you that are torn between your sinful pleasures and appetites and your desire for heaven. And you know that you can't have both. And you've got to make a choice. Jesus said there are two roads in life. There's the broad road that leads to destruction. There's the narrow road that leads to eternal life. And there's a narrow gate, and that gate is the cross. And it's all going to be decided on what you do about Christ. Have you repented of your sins? Are you sure of it? You can do it tonight. Yeah. You know, Rich, that message really strikes deep. It starts out with the person themselves, their own heart and their own mind, committed to the cause of Christ and to follow this Bible the way they live their life. Isn't that right? That's right. And we need to renew our minds through the washing of the water of the Word. Yeah. But folks, then the next thing is take care of your kids. Take care of your family. Be a parent that you can be proud to be. Those children were given to you by God. They were not given to the school system. They were not given to the, to the dictators of society. They're your children. They're your sons and daughters. And that is what, Rich, I want to talk now about has happened in the state of Virginia. Actually, it's, it's the Commonwealth of Virginia. Uh, that goes back to the beginning, I guess. I heard there are five states in the United States that are known as commonwealths. Uh, you and I talked about that, didn't we? I believe so. I think uh, Massachusetts is one of them. Anyway, the Commonwealth of Virginia, what did it really boil over as a result of? Think with me now, folks. Uh, the media will try and poo-poo it. And, uh, and liberals will try and say, oh, it was many things. Or some people try and say, well, it was the economy. No, no, no. It was the children. Whose children are they? One candidate who won resoundingly 
said they belonged to the parents. And the other candidate who lost uh, um, embarrassingly uh, said, no, 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 you parents stay out of it. Uh, the children belong to the school, and we will teach them what we want them to know. And that was really the spark point, wasn't it, Rich? Yeah, it was. Um, I think our listeners probably followed that and watched that and all of the ramifications of it. What happened, I thought, isn't it interesting? It was the school board meeting where the members of the school board thought they were the employers and the people were the serfs or didn't count or didn't matter. The parents really... Uh, were kind of poo-pooed. And in the school board meeting, the tipping point came when a father was really angry. Listen to this now, folks. Because his daughter in high school, in a Virginia high school, um, had been raped by another student, a man student, a male student, a boy student, who was in the girls' restroom, and he was wearing a dress. And so the father, when he, he was outraged, as you can imagine, folks, and when he took it up with the school, they denied that it happened. They refused to acknowledge it. They made fun of him, and instead of dealing with it, they transferred that student to another school where he then ended up raping another girl in that school all while the school board was denying that it ever happened. Now, you can imagine that made that father pretty upset. So when he came to the school board meeting, which is where he should have been, if you can't deal with it by talking to the superintendent and the authorities, then take it up at the board meeting. That's where the parents come. That's where the community comes. And that's what started it. And when that really broke out, then all of the people in Virginia and across the nation, they started to say, wait a minute, what's been going on? What's been going on in America? Uh, school choice, of course, was something people debated, and the media, of course, poo-pooed it and uh, knocked it down. But all that is is giving the parents the choice of which school is the best school for their son or daughter. Um isn't that about what happened, Rich? That's pretty much it. Yeah. Well, then everybody should know what happened because it was a landslide. And I am just tickled to death with the lieutenant governor now of, um, of the um, of, of, Commonwealth uh, of Virginia. Of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Her name is Winsome Sears. Now, if you follow this closely, folks, you see, it's not skin that's the problem and the color of skin. It's sin. It's sin. And they like to say it's a racial war. It is not. It's the heart and convictions and the strength of the person to lead properly. So anyway, along with the change in governors, um, why... Uh, Lieutenant Governor Winsome Sears, S-E-A-R-S, and she's a black lady. And is her story ever exciting? Listen to what she says about education. 
listen to what she says about America and opportunity and uh, and just get in and lead and thank God for the opportunity to do so. Now, think with me, folks, as you're listening to her. I want to meet her sometime. I want to have her on the complete story because this is the type of lady we need to get behind. Here she is. When my father came to this country August 11th of 1963, he came at the height of the civil rights movement from Jamaica. He came and I said to him, but it was such a bad time for us. Why did you come? And he said, because America was where the jobs and the opportunities were. And he only came with $1.75, took any job he could find and he put himself through school and started his American dream. And now he's comfortably retired. And then he came and got me when I was six years old. And when I stepped on that Pan Am Boeing 737 and landed at JFK, I landed in a new world. And so let me tell you this. I am not even first-generation American. When I joined the Marine Corps, I was still a Jamaican. But this country had done so much for me, I was willing, willing to die for this country. USA! And, and so I say to you, there are some who want to divide us, and we must not let that happen. They would like us to believe we are back in 1963 when my father came. We can live where we want. We can eat where we want. We own the water fountains. We have had a black president elected not once but twice. And here I am, living proof. In case you haven't noticed, I am black and I have been black all my life. But that's not what this is about. What we are going to do is we are going to now be about the business of the Commonwealth. We have things to tend to. We are going to fully fund our historically black colleges and universities. You're going to hear from your governor-elect, Glenn Youngkin, and he's got a day one plan that I'm already tired about. Don't know how we're going to make it to day two. But he's going to make sure we keep more of our money in our pockets because he's going to get rid of all kinds of taxes. We're going to have safer neighborhoods safer communities, and our children are going to get a good education. Because education lifted my father out of poverty, education lifted me out of poverty, education will lift us all out of poverty because we, we must have marketable skills so that our children can not just survive, but they will thrive and they will create generational wealth. That's what this is about. 
It's a historic night, yes it is, but I didn't run to make history. I just wanted to leave it better than I found it. And with your help, we're going to do that. We're going to have transparent government. And as I used to say as we were on the trail, hold on, Virginia. Help is on the way. The cavalry has arrived. Thank you. God bless you. And finally, I want to thank my staff because I couldn't have done it without them. We were a ragtag bunch of people. We ran an impossible, improbable campaign against God was exactly with us. Otherwise, we would never have made it. And so I want to finish up by thanking you, Jesus, how sweet it is. <laughs> isn't oh. that wonderful? Oh, Rich, isn't, that, isn't Dad, that something? Yeah, Winsome Sears is the first African-American woman to win statewide office yeah. in Virginia. Yeah, and she's and a is. wife and a mother, a Christian, yeah. Marine, immigrant, pro-life, pro-family, pro-Second Amendment. I'll tell you, the teachers' union certainly didn't endorse her. <laughs> they didn't back her. But the her. parents did. Oh, but the parents. See, that's the whole idea of this program, the mothers and the fathers and the parents and the grandparents that love these little children as Jesus taught us to. Now, the governor in the Commonwealth of Virginia is Glenn uh, Youngkin. Governor-elect. Uh, you know, well, he well, he is. We won the election, and he will be sworn in later. Right. But you see, he also said, we're going to have school choice. We're going to give everybody an opportunity. Now, here's the interesting thing I want the listeners to remember. When he started, Glenn Youngkin started, uh, he only had 2% name recognition. 2%. That means 98% that didn't even know him, didn't even ever hear of his name before. And at that time, there was a 3% uh, up and down, you know. So he was zero, really. Uh, and yet he won. Why did he win? Because the people were concerned about what they were finally learning was going on in the schools, what the children were being taught, and frankly, what they were not being taught. That is all part of education and not indoctrination. Uh, I want the folks to just hear a word from this song, God is so good.
Uh, you know, they say, Rich, that uh, if you want to really have trouble with a bear, uh, the mama bear, you start messing with her cubs. <laughs> yeah, if you want to have trouble with a mama bear, start messing with her cubs, and that'll get her going. And I think that's maybe what happened in Virginia. Oh, I know that's what happened in Virginia, but maybe that's going to catch fire now all over the United States. We've got some good politicians, but they need to find their voice. They need to find their backbone. And we have some, like Josh Hawley and uh, and the senator from Oklahoma. What a wonderful man he is. Um, that's what the people are looking for now is leadership. Leadership in their churches. Leadership uh, in throughout society. And let's find ourselves. Uh, what say you, sir? Well, uh, we are just about out of time. I want to give the listener comment number 1-800-345-2621. 1-800-345-2621. We'd love to hear from you. Let's have a listener comment. For number one, let's take that. This is Robin from northern Missouri, and I just want to say what a pleasure what a blessing, what a gift your radio station has been to me over the last 20-some years. I have my own business. I'm pretty much the only one there, customers in and out, but it's always the bot radio that's playing as I'm working. Hey, Robin, we want to take one more. Let's take a man here. Hi. I wanted to thank you and all of the bot radio staff for continuing to stand against the tide of our secular culture. Thank you very much for what you're doing. Amen, brother. Um, Thank you for listening. Let's take one more. Here's a lady. I so appreciate bot radio. My favorite preacher is and Bible teacher is Reverend John MacArthur. He's so good and solid, and I learn so much from him every day. And I also appreciate Jan Markell on Saturday and Ann Graham Lott, Tony Perkins with Washington Watch. Thanks for everything you do. Thank you. All right. All right, Rich. Well, well time passes now. we got to get out of here. But isn't it wonderful to have this fellowship? It's like a fellowship meeting with our listeners, isn't it? That's right. I, I love this, the way you had uh, Billy Graham and Winsome Sears. Yeah. This is Dick Bott with this chapter of The Complete Story with my son, Rich, and I'll see you later. 